Next on BYU Sports Nation, the NIT and Conference of Champions come calling for BYU basketball. Thank you, Georgia. Head coach Dave Rose is in the house to discuss the NIT bid and winning $100,000 for cancer research. BYU basketball analyst Mark Durant on the Cougars matchup with Stanford and a St. Mary's snub. Plus, did you see what BYU volleyball pulled off over the weekend? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, back to work on a Monday. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Monday, March 12th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Always nice to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the survivor of the Brodeo. Jerem Jordan. It's the second annual Brodeo in spring training. Had a great time. Saw six games, played golf twice. It was awesome. So I looked around. I was like, I haven't been here in almost two weeks. But it's good to be back, I think. Welcome I missed back. Ichiro making his Mariners debut by one day. It's like, really? That's Come not on. the first time that you have missed something significant in baseball by one day, Jerem. Oh, why, why do you have to bring that up? Albert Pujols, home run number we, 600. We were going to see Albert Pujols, 600th homer, which came in a grand slam. And we had an opportunity. Like, we went to a game when he was sitting on 599. Yes, and he didn't do it. In fact, he went 0 for 4. With former in BYU. Typical Albert Pujols fashion with the Angels. And with former BYU alumni president Mike O'Connor at yep. Loco BYU Blue. That's a good name drop, so we can uh, get back to that suite with him. <laughs> And then we missed it. Yeah, you had an opportunity. Okay. I had a great time though. I saw Mike Trout hit a homer. He crushed it over the 420 over the fence, over the fence behind the fence. As long as it's not against your Mariners, you're okay with that, right? It's spring training, whatever. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just chill. I, I I did talk to Jacob Hanneman with the Cubs. Uh, chatted with Adam Law. Uh, Brendan Lund was uh, with the Angels. So three good, former good, BYU baseball. Good to see former BYU guys doing work uh, in in uh, spring training. Hopefully they can make the ascent from the minors up. Welcome back, and you didn't get sunburned. Congratulations. Well, uh, Saturday it rained, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that all Got in the helps. shade, got in the shade. It was good. Rise and shout. Time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. March Mania, people, and the tournament games haven't even started. Yeah. BYU basketball earns a sixth seed in the NIT, the lowest seeded at-large team in the 32-team field. The Cougars play at three-seed Stanford on Wednesday night. Jerem, what is your initial reaction to BYU versus Stanford in the opening round of the NIT? No one really brags about going into the NIT, but let's, let's just seek the positive out of this experience, right? Not making the NCAA tournament stinks unless you won like nine games the year before, okay? That was uh, – then you make the NIT like BYU did in the first year under Dave Rose, and you build. You get to the NCAA tournament. This year, the, the hope was BYU would make an NCAA tournament run. We've known that that probably wasn't going to happen for about a month and a half. So here we are in the NIT with BYU. A little bit of relief, frankly, because there was a shot BYU didn't get in. In fact, in fact, BYU might have been the last team in in the NIT. So a little bit of relief. Now BYU matches up with Stanford. This is kind of fun. The Cougars have played Stanford somewhat recently. Wasn't it 2014? Uh, in Maples, crazy, both teams scored a 100-point game. That ain't happening Wednesday, I'll tell you that. Yeah, and BYU hosted Stanford, I think, in 2015 as well. Right before – oh, that was uh, that was 2014. Maybe the other one was 2013. Because we watched BYU play 
Stanford, didn't we? In uh, from Miami. Yes, I think. correct. Okay, so yeah, a little bit of relief because BYU got into the NIT. If they didn't get into the NIT, that is an utter failure. But the NIT is is second best, right? It, postseason play. You won some games. You're in the same thing as St. Mary's. More on that coming up. <laughs> I like the matchup with Stanford. Power five opponent, challenging road game. Dave Rose has now won 20-plus games and gone to the NCAA tournament or NIT in each of his 13 seasons. We shouldn't overlook the fact that he's been consistent. Right. I, and, and I know we want to make the NCAA tournament. Absolutely. But Correct. But it's, it's notable that there hasn't been one losing season, if you will. That said, year, if you will. That said, this situation is more about how BYU affected St. Mary's than BYU versus Stanford. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I can't not laugh thinking about that. Good <laughs> Which takes us to our next question. Okay, Spencer St. Mary's goes 28-5, and five, doesn't get into the NCAA tournament. <laughs> Unbelievable. Again, this happened in 2016. The Gales were 27-5 and five and didn't get in. Utah State's like, man, that stinks. The Gales not making the NCAA tournament makes you feel what? Ah, uh, okay. Well, first and foremost... I will never feel bad about BYU beating St. Mary's, ever. That said, I think it's unfortunate that the Gales aren't in the tournament. Okay. I think they're absolutely good enough. have a heart, wow. The only time I ever root for St. Mary's, if there is an occasion, is in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. I think they could have won a game or maybe two in the big dance because they're a tough matchup in the way not they the control the ball. Not the way they're playing the right now. Not. Yeah, and it ma- that's what matters, right? Yeah. It matters how you finish. Unless you're Oklahoma. You lose <laughs> you 11 lose. to 15, you still go to the tourney. <laughs> Which is a they joke. They marry just like, we've won 23 of 25? What? Which is a joke. Yeah. But Power 5 conferences. Uh, you power have 6 in basketball. Trey Young on your basketball team, who was an early. Who was cool in. Last December year? and January, yeah. yes, a Nas- an early Naismith Award yeah. candidate. Yeah. So I, I think that it's in a way, it's kind of a shame that St. Mary's isn't there. They're good. Yeah. They're good enough to be in the NCAA tournament. They're good enough to win a game or even two. Well, what we learned from the St. Mary's thing is that it's not just about winning; it's about who you schedule. Yes, okay? and there was in college that basketball. Randy Bennett, you got to leave California, dude. In college You've basketball, you got to play somebody else. Scheduling is more important than any other sport, like, and it's what? not close. You don't even have to win. No, me. you just have you to just challenge yourself. Right. I feel hollow. That's how I feel. The win against St. Mary's was vengeful and awesome and felt good. But then BYU lost by 20 against Gonzaga, and BYU barely got into the NIT. So it feels hollow to me. It really does. Yet, I wanted St. Mary's to make the turn. So did I. So did because, I. Because you know what that means for BYU? Okay, the, the, okay here, let me explain something. You get a, each, each team gets a unit, like each game in the NCAA tournament from each conference. Okay, So it had St. Mary's made the NCAA tournament. It's like $1.7 million for the league, divided by 10. Gonzaga wants more of that. Maybe the Mountain West will give them that. Who knows? That that BYU beating St. Mary's in the semis basically cost BYU like a hundred seventy thousand bucks, but was it worth it? I think the fan base would agree it was. <laughs> but I feel hollow. I really do. Like it didn't mean it didn't really mean all that much. Gonzaga is the only West Coast Conference team to get an NCAA tournament bid. The Bulldogs enter as a four seed the year after they finish as the national runner-up. There are some people and analysts that think Gonzaga is a better team compared to what they were last year. What? That said, Jerem, is this an ominous sign that Gonzaga is the only team from the WCC to get in for their chances and the WCC's chances moving forward? I think if you're in the 
uh-oh, Gonzaga might go to the Mountain West. Uh, uh, framology, you're like, uh-oh, this is bad. This is bad. Because one bid league, 20 and 5 St. Mary's, didn't get in. That's not good. St. Mary's wants more out of everybody, right, in the league. They want more money. They want the league to be better. I don't think that's a good sign. Does this mean it's harder for BYU to get in the NCAA tournament? I don't think so necessarily. Because BYU does not schedule as weak as St. Mary's. BYU typically has a decent non-conference schedule. Yes. They play in at least one, uh, at least one tournament away. BYU is having a hard time getting quality teams into Provo. But you're getting Utah every season now. You're getting another Pac-12 school. You're getting good. Like Illinois State coming in here ended up being like a top 100 game. Utah Valley ended up being a top 100 game. It's not, and then you have at least four in league, right? It's not out of the question that BYU could make the NCAA tournament. Don't lose those non-St. Zaga games, and don't lose at home to UT Arlington, and you're, you are in business. You were on, at least on the bubble. BYU had opportunities, more so than St. Mary's. If BYU were 28-5, and five, they'd be in the top 25 and like a 6 or a 7 seed in the NCAA tournament because they schedule harder than St. Mary's. Yeah, I don't know about the top 25 thing. Frankly, that doesn't matter. St. Mary's just showed us that. But in bracketology, in, in seating, yes, if BYU is 28-5, they're getting into the NCAA tournament. Oh, no question. Because, yes, get a tailor and schedule somebody. Yes. Spencer, over the weekend, the final tally came in on the Infinity Coaches Challenge, and BYU fans jimmered the voting, mm-hmm. earning Dave Rose and the Simmons Center for Cancer Research $100,000. Very nice. Nice job, everybody. Is this a big deal, little deal, or no deal? Uh, this is a very big deal. You should have seen the relief and, like, sheer joy of everybody that's involved in the Rexley run and the Rose family and everything that goes into a huge effort was paid off. And the tension building up to that noon Eastern 10 a.m. mountain cutoff was very real. Checking it constantly, like refreshing every 30 seconds. Okay, what's the percent lead that Dave Rose has over? How much did he win by? 6%, I believe. Oh, nice. 6%. So which the gap closed, but still Hundreds 6%. of thousands of votes. That's awesome. But it went down from like 13% to 6% in a couple of days. So the University of Indiana made a really significant push. But this was, this was a huge payoff, no pun intended, for a lot of people and stress. And the Rose family cares so much about getting a step up on cancer. Yes. That whole, that, it, this was cool. It was cool to see Cheryl Rose say to Dave, we did a good thing today. You know, and tears in her eyes. Yes. Oh, it was great. People don't know that BYU has a center for cancer research. It's called the Simmons Center. And they fund students who, it's, this is essentially their full-time job to just research They get a fellowship. Cancer. They get a yes. fellowship. They're paid to go yes. research cancer. Yes. This is going to pay huge dividends. And you've been touched. We've all been touched by cancer. Your dad and brother. Both my grandmas. Like, everyone has someone in their life with cancer. So let's beat this, and now BYU gets this money towards fellowships, and that is awesome. Nice nice job by everybody. I thought that was the number one win yes. over the weekend. Yes. In fact, I had a conversation with my father, who is battling cancer right now, last night, telling me about a medication that is brand new on the market that is already helping him in his fight. That's great. And it comes from research that has happened in the last few years. Nice. So it does matter, people. It matters. All right, Jerem, BYU men's volleyball has now won 12 matches in a row, including, Woo! most recently, a defeat of number 2 Hawaii at the Stan Sheriff Center in Honolulu over the weekend. At this point, what chance would you give BYU men's volleyball to return to the national championship match? i give them a good one. BYU is the second hottest team in the country. Long Beach State's the best team right now. 
and BYU doesn't play Long Beach State in the regular season, we won't know until maybe the postseason. 12-match win streak, undefeated in MPSF play. This was a non-conference match. BYU served the lights out. You know how tough it is to beat Hawaii there? They are so tough in the Stan Sheriff Center, but BYU did it. I give BYU a good chance right now to win the league, to get to the NCAA tournament, and hopefully you're on the opposite side of the bracket of Long Beach State and you meet up in an NCAA uh, championship match at UCLA, by the way. Perhaps BYU men's volleyball is Gonzaga this year, right? In that little bit of a slow start, you lost a bunch of firepower, had some head-scratching losses, but it was all an incubator to like get them rolling in the right direction, and now they are playing at that national championship level. BYU lost a home match to UC Santa Barbara, but has beaten Ohio State and Hawaii on the road. Boom! Guess what? The national championship's not going to be in Provo. And they swept so UCLA at home. UCLA. Oh, man. BYU owns those guys. <laughs> Good stuff. Spencer, today is show number 1,200 for BYU Sports Nation. Who is the best Cougar to ever wear the number 12 jersey? I'm going to go BYU football here, Jerem, and say John Beck. Oh, More than Gary Shady, more than Steve Sarkeesian, more than Tanner Mangum. Because John Beck, I felt like, played here longer than... Or kind of cool. Well, yeah, there's kind of cool yeah. as well. He, yeah. he was outstanding. John Beck played here... It felt like a full five years. He found his guy. <laughs> and he produced the most iconic moment in BYU football in the last three decades. Yeah. Back to Harleen. Mm. So when I think of number 12, absolutely, I think John Beck finds Johnny Harleen. Steve Sarkeesian was great. Only here two years. Hey, so for Still, 14-1, number five. Dude. I know. That was amazing. Eric Hard Mika, also good. Okay, we're showing some volleyball. Why? Yeah, so how, how does that Ryan Millar in? is the greatest number 12 in BYU history, and that is not him. <laughs> that was not him. Ryan Millar played on the 1999 national championship team. Three-time Olympian, 2008 gold medalist. He is the greatest player BYU okay. has ever had in men's volleyball, and I dare say the greatest 12. John Beck is a great one. Our homie Gary Scheide, who does the baseball broadcast, he was fantastic. He looked like Joe Namath. He put BYU on the map. He was the first real answer to Lavelle's passing attack. Yes. And prior to him, I would give Virgil Carter the credit as the first really good BYU quarterback. And then I go Gary, who was the Sammy Baugh Trophy winner. Yes. For best quarterback. He was awesome. The gunslinger. There's a lot of good number 12s. The original gunslinger. Pretty cool stuff. Yes. And congratulations, Jerem. You survived me for 1,200 shows. I don't know that many people could say that. I mean – there were other people in there, too. Brian, Jason, <laughs> David Nixon. Brian, Brian didn't survive, though. <laughs> His hair didn't survive. Oh, I'm actually coming Brian's around Brian's happy BYU is in the NIT. I'm actually coming around to it. Like I, the more I look at Brian Logan's haircut, I'm like, no, yeah, it ha- yeah. That ha- yeah, that happens. Yeah. Brian's a good-looking dude. Mm-hmm. If he wasn't, it would be mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. You betcha, it man. It would be difficult. All right. The March Mania is in full swing. Question of the We're day. We're saying that because we can't say the other phrase, apparently. What is your reaction to the <laughs> postseason bids for BYU – and the rest of the West Coast Conference in basketball at Twiggier Stone. About what I expected. BYU had too many bad losses to justify much more. This is not the first time St. Mary's has been left out due to weak non-conference. Maybe they will learn this time. Maybe. I don't know. Coming up, Fred Warner is a top 40 draft prospect, according to one analyst. Is that a big deal or no deal? And next, his team headed to the NIT, and he just won $100,000 for charity in the Simmons Center for Cancer Research. Head coach Dave Rose on the show. Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, 
the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow night, the Batcats of Brigham, led by Brian Sue, who is hitting 475, take Ooh. on Utah Valley at 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. If you missed Saturday's game on BYU TV, beautiful artificial turf there out at uh, Miller Park. It looked spectacular with the snow-caked mountains in the background. BYU sweeping Nebraska-Omaha. They are now 8-6 and six on the season. Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. Our conversation happening on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation, hashtag BYUSN. When you answer our question of the day, what is your reaction to the postseason bids for BYU and the rest of of the West Coast Conference. At Grizzfather tweets in, wish it was a home game so I could cheer for the guys one more time. Let's beat the trees and hope number seven wins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when Oklahoma State to lose. That's what you want. Yeah. Uh, tough challenge. Also this, a tweet congratulating Coach Rose on the Infinity Coaches Charity Challenge win from at High. Congratulations to Dave Rose from BYU Basketball and all of BYUSN for voting for the cause. Awesome to get $100,000 for cancer research. And with that, we welcome in the head coach of BYU basketball, Dave Rose. Dave, what a weekend. That was uh, really cool to watch you celebrate with your family and Cheryl at the Rexley run uh, when it went final at noon <laughs> Eastern at 10. And it was, it was nerve-wracking leading up to that moment. Yeah, pretty tense moments uh, at the end as uh, Archie kept, you know, kind of closing in, uh, Archie Miller from, from Indiana. So, um, you know, closed, and, and it looked like we were going to win. They didn't announce it until yesterday at, at, t- at 10 a.m. officially, but – uh, I've got my Simmons Center shirt on today, representing the you know the charity that uh, actually uh, put so much work into the, the 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 groundwork as far as actually getting the votes. And and I'm not a real social media guy, and this whole thing played out on social media, so that was <laughs> a, a little bit difficult of a challenge. And you know the the athletic uh, marketing guys here uh, were terrific and. Uh, you know, BYU TV and broadcasting here were, were tremendous. So it was a, a real team effort, but uh, I'm excited and just want to thank every person who voted. And I, I don't know how many times you voted, but uh, it was amazing as we went through the 10 or 12 days when we got to the Final Four where people actually believed that we could do this because we finished that, you know, that round uh, on that last day with the Gonzaga home game where we were in first place going into the Final Four. And, uh, it was a a community, uh, a, a national effort, you know, from people, friends and relatives from all over the country were voting, uh, you know, not only our friends and relatives, but friends of all the team members. Uh, Marty, Marnie Hassan from the Simmons Center, she kind of, you know, took the whole thing, uh, you know, kind of as a personal challenge to get it done. So we're just grateful to so many people, the LDS Philanthropies with uh, Jim and, and and Garrett, you know my son. He he he, uh, he jumped into social media <laughs> for a couple of weeks. Now I got to get him out of it again. <laughs> it just wastes too much of his time. But uh, it was it was. Uh, I mean, and it's it's just a tremendous accomplishment for our community, for our our school, for you know the 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 sport, the Cougar Nation all together. So I I appreciate all the help and. You know, look forward to then a few hours later, we got, you know, another game, which was awesome. A chance to play in the NIT and, um, you know, it'll make 13 straight years where this season, um, you know, we'll we'll get to play the game and end the season in a locker room. Hopefully it's a locker room in New York uh, at Madison Square Garden, you know, uh, in the championship game. But 
it felt kind of weird yesterday, wondering if that season was going to end with all of us sitting by our TVs. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Th- 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 that that's a a great opportunity for us to keep playing. What's that moment like for you emotionally? Because you're you're one hoping to get in, and then two, you're seeing who you're playing and the matchup, and you. I'm sure the wheels start spinning about Stanford. Yeah, it, you know it's uh, it's such a. Um, yesterday every every emotion I could probably go through all 13 over the course of the the time we've been here and this one felt pretty similar to the very first one that we got you know when when we uh were lined up with Houston and and got in and didn't know for sure if it was going to happen and and uh the week was long and a lot of things happened in in a lot of games that uh kind of kept pushing us away from the cut line and uh so it ended up we 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 got in and we we got a game that uh the travel is uh familiar you know we go to bay area quite a bit and uh you know we'll get a good practice in today and excited to go at this point how much do you know about stanford basketball version 2017-18 yeah we know quite a bit actually i i you know we, we had three or four games that we got last night we were able to go through them and it's uh, there's a couple players that are still in the program that we we played four years ago when we were over there. You know, Reed Travis is uh, their main scorer, leading guy, and he was there, and and he's, you know, he he looks like a, a much more polished Mark Madsen. No offense to Mark, but, <laughs> uh, th- this kid is big and strong and physical, and he's got a real uh, offensive uh, game to him. Not only at the rim, but Eight feet, ten feet, fifteen feet can hit a three. So that'll be a real challenge for us, and we'll continue to to get this game plan put together and and uh, have our guys uh, ready to go on Wednesday. How'd you feel coming out of the West Coast Conference tournament about how you did in that tournament? Because I, I know you wanted to get Tuesday, you want to win, but how'd you feel about that experience as a whole in Vegas? Well, I, I think that uh, you know it, it takes because when you leave the tournament and you, and you haven't won it, especially when you get to the championship game. Uh, there, there's there's so much emotion and and you know it, it's it's disappointment and because that's that's what you know you needed to do to to get your number one goal which is to get to the NCAA tournament and uh and so you know then you get you come back and you you know you get you guys in the gym and you try to deal with their emotion and how they feel had a workout. Uh, uh, you know, with, with just kind of getting your bodies and your mind right, and then we practiced on Saturday, and our guys were really good in practice. But that those are, you know, just tense moments because you don't know if you're going to play again. I mean, I had one of the guys ask one of my assistants, "Why are we practicing? We don't even know if we're going to play or not." <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, wow. so you got guys from from every, you know, yeah. and other guys in there just, you know, uh, you know, laying it all out there in practice. You know, just knowing that. Uh, in their minds, there'll be another day, but it's uh, that that's the challenge right now because this is not what we had all planned for. And so, when you ask me what our emotion was leaving Las Vegas, we're probably pretty down. You know, all the guys were probably pretty down. BYU basketball head coach Dave Rose with us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's uh, go to our Twitter question of the day for you, Coach. What is your reaction to the postseason bids, not just for BYU but the entirety of the West Coast Conference? Well, I think the first thing is uh, I'm really excited for the four seed from Gonzaga okay the fact that uh, you know there there's a model in place in the league to where you can you know actually uh, get in that NCAA tournament with a, a bid that uh, allows you you know hopefully to advance maybe even two two games before you become the underdog but uh, 
because we we went for years in the Mount West Conference where, you know, the winner of that was an eight or a nine or a ten. I mean, there there was some issues there, and and this, uh, you know, is still really positive with the fact that, um, you know, you can you can get to that you know to that level uh, in the conference. We had a three seed, uh, you know, our, our last year in the Mount West Conference, and so. Um, that's, I think, something really positive. You know, the thing that's really kind of discouraging is that you take a team that wins 28 games and, you know, they're they're not only in the NIT, but they're not even the number one seed in the NIT. There were a couple of teams ahead of them. And I think that we've known over the last couple of years that, um, you know, this is going to all be about who you play, okay? It used to all be about who you beat, but now it's all about who you play. It's crazy. Okay, and so... It, you know, the, the challenge will be now is what we can actually get in our preseason. There's also a challenge of maybe eliminating a couple games from the conference schedule and playing an imbalanced conference schedule to give you a couple more games to go and play people. The thing for us, personally, we've always kind of been, you know, we're not a two-for-one team. We're not a let's just go get bought in a guarantee game. And maybe that has to change a little bit. I, I've talked to a lot of my buddies who coach in the, those Power Five teams, and they're being told by their people to not even try and buy these these games. So just play Power Five teams in the preseason. And I, I don't think that's that's going to really hold all the way through. But there is a, a there's a line being drawn there where don't let these other guys even in our gyms, even if, even if you think you can beat them. Well then, so that's a. Uh, that, that, that'll be tough, but I, I do believe that the message to us in our league right now is it's about who you play. So go play some people, and uh, maybe you got to change your philosophy a little bit. That's really interesting. Um, St. Mary's twice in the last three years has encountered this now. What was it like emotionally for you to beat St. Mary's and essentially maybe knock them out of the NCAA tournament? Because that affects not only the league, but a piece of the pie that BYU gets too. Yeah, well, I mean, at the time, you're just so excited to win. I right. mean, that's what it's all about. And you start thinking about what ifs. And, you know, you know, if Mark really wanted to help the league, he would have suspended four or five of his guys. And, <laughs> you know, so, don't, so those are just dumb questions. Yeah. 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 It was worth the 170000 or whatever that you want. Yeah, exactly. Okay, now, now, you, now you have Stanford, as you mentioned, and, and, and Gonzaga. Okay, Gonzaga's playing in Boise. I mean, if they played the game in Spokane, that'd be the best spot. Boise probably the number two spot. Yeah, you, they got a good chance. You look a lot of the a lot of the, the teams, uh, the higher seeded teams, they're really close to home. I mean, all through that bracket, and uh, you know, there's there's definitely an advantage. I remember quite a few years ago we played in Lexington. Oh, and, uh, you know, we were playing Xavier. You know, and uh, that that's. A couple hours away. Yeah, it's it's just a you know a, a, a car ride away, and, and so that was a, a pretty tough environment for a neutral court. So I think that that's all kind of become. At one time, that was such a hot topic to the committee. I, I think that's a, a way down the list of priorities now. I think they're really um, you know just trying to get what they think are the teams that have played the toughest schedules, played the most you know, top 50 teams or the, and it's not even about winning. I mean, a few years ago it was about, Hey, you got to, how many of those wins do you have? Now it's just a, what's your record quad one? What's your record quad two? And, you know, those are hard games to get for guys that are in our situation. And we're just going to have to go out and, uh, and really beat the bushes with a different, uh, 
mindset. It was always a home and home. It was always a you know, some a couple times we talked about two for ones at some places, but you know now we're maybe just talking about going out there and and playing us a one shot deal for money, and yeah. then we'll figure out how we get our home game some other way. Sure. Could this affect how you schedule in state too? Because you played a lot of these games, but if you're trying to make the NCAA tournament, maybe that adjusts. It 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 really does. It makes every opportunity different. And you know the thing for us right now is. We're, we're already, we're already booked out a couple of years, especially with our MTE tournaments, you know. And so um, I, I'm sure that we won't break any contracts, but we will try to add to uh, the games that are available because that's the challenge. That's kind of, you know, the, the one thing about it is, is you know, I heard Kermit uh, Davis from Middle Tennessee and, and Randy last night talk about their reactions to it. And uh, I, I don't think that, there is any, any any guessing anymore? You know, it's not like, well, what, 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 how are we keeping score? That's how Randy's biggest deal was. You go back in that back room, and you know, what, how are we keeping score? It's hard to play a game that you don't know how you're keeping score. It's pretty obvious. You know, you put Syracuse in, you put uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma in. You know, it used to be how how are you doing the last ten games of the season? You can lose eleven of fifteen and get in now. That's what All we right. learned yesterday. So, there's a, a lot of things I think that were. Uh, you know, given to all of us, we don't we don't have any questions anymore. I think we we know what the answer is, and and good luck trying to, you know, make that work for every team out there. You know, Dave Rose with us on BYU Sports Nation. There are some new rule changes implemented. <laughs> this will be really NIT. interesting. <laughs> okay, be longer really interesting. three point line. Yeah. The the lane is widened. Uh, the shot clock resets to twenty seconds after an offensive rebound. How do you feel Quarters. about all those? Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, I I think the. Uh, it's very similar to the international rules that we play when we go on these international trips, the FIBA rules. And uh, the quarters, I, I think I kind of like. We'll see. You know, I, I, but I liked last year when we, we reset the fouls at the 10-minute mark. I thought that was really silly that they would do it live. You know, we wouldn't even take a break. They'd just whoop, you know, reset the clock. That was pretty interesting. Wait till dead ball. But now they got that right, so we're going to the quarters, and they'll reset the fouls. Uh, my guys always think they should shoot way further behind the three-point line than they really do, so we'll see how they do now. Like, <laughs> that 20-footer's not going to work anymore. You know, It's just a two-pointer, so we'll get that thing back a little bit. The lane will be really interesting to me, especially with a big team like, like uh, Stanford. This is a big, physical group of guys. That front line is tremendous. They're a great offensive rebounding team. And we'll see w- w- with the space uh, if, if maybe it – it, it helps our ability to get to the basket, to create a little bit more uh, at the rim um, and, uh, and, and just open the lane up a little bit more. Um, I don't think the shot clock will be that big a deal off of, on the offensive rebounds. Uh, but, I, I'm, I mean, I, I'm, it, it's exciting to, to keep playing, and it'll be exciting to, to walk in our Marriott Center today because we, we had to get all this set up to get it all put, <laughs> you know, taped up and so we can practice today and tomorrow in here. And so – uh, that'll be interesting to see, and 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 you know, usually when these things get implemented into the 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 NIT, it's not too far down the road till we actually see them. And I, I think the lane line, especially, I don't know about the three point line, but I think the lane line and the quarters are something that might happen like pretty quick. BYU Stanford Wednesday, ten Eastern, eight Mountain on ESPNU. You can listen to that live on BYU Radio as well, Coach. This has been a fascinating conversation. Always great to talk to you, and congratulations once again on the, the Simmons Center win. All right, thanks a lot, and thanks, thank you so much, Cougar Nation, everybody who uh, jumped in there and yeah. and voted. And sorry for bugging you for so long. And, <laughs> and my wife this morning, she was deleting all the texts that she had made to all the people. She was there for about an hour, 
<laughs> so uh, I, uh, I, we really do. Thank you so much. It was a, it's, it's an awesome, awesome to win, and look forward to getting that check to the Simmons Center. Amen to that. Thanks, Coach. All right, guys. Okay, coming up, Mark Durant. Did he take any pleasure from knocking out St. Mary's from the dance? Of course he did. And is spraining your ankle while running in a very important race a big deal or no deal? How about the fact that you finish and are still an All-American after you sprain your ankle? This is BYU Sports Nation. Canadian. <laughs> the men's basketball team is back to the NIT and taking on Stanford and Palo Alto Wednesday at 10 Eastern on ESPNU. Listen to it right here on BYU Radio. Challenging the Conference of Champions. Truck stop cities. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision on a Monday, live on BYU Radio, nationally simulcast on BYU TV. We're on demand anytime, anywhere. It's time now to get you caught up to date on your BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU basketball receiving a bid to the 2018 NIT, making it 13 consecutive years with 20-plus wins and a postseason bid in either the NCAA tournament or NIT. As a sixth seed, BYU will play at number 3 Stanford in Northern California this Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio and ESPNU. The Cougars, the last time they were in that building, and Dave Rose said this to us uh, on the way out, they went for 110-plus. So let's hope that the shooting continues. The offense is a little different now. (laughs) Head coach Dave Rose won the Infinity Coaches Charity Challenge, earning $100,000 for the BYU Simmons Center for Cancer Research. He was very uh, grateful for the effort by uh, BYU fans to make that happen. Also, we learned a lot from that interview. He, he, he basically said BYU is going to need to schedule differently in order to make the NCAA tournament because BYU has not been a we'll just go play this one-off and you can buy us going in there. BYU's wanted one-for-one home games. They've not done two-for-ones like football. BYU, is, in order to make the NCAA tournament, feels like they may need to uh, schedule differently. It's about who you play, Dave Rose said. Yes, it is. It is more about who you play. It's... And he's right. Seven or this, eight years ago it was, okay, well, who have you beaten and what's their RPI? It's all different now. It's who'd you play, which is why Oklahoma can lose 11 to yeah. 15 and still get in because they played a very difficult schedule. Now keep this in mind. Not every committee values the same things. So it is trending towards this, but not every committee member is back and it's kind of different criteria and value differently certain years. And there's not a set amount of, we do this stuff always. Okay. So I don't know that it's always going to be that way. Fourth ranked BYU men's volleyball beat number eight, Lewis in four sets in Hawaii. Then followed up that performance by defeating number two, Hawaii on Saturday in four sets. Storm. I got the Tufuga, Tufunga, sorry, led the team with a career high, 16 kills Brendan Sander and Gabby Garcia-Fernandez were named to the all-tournament team with Sander taking home the most outstanding player honors. BYU has never lost the outrigger tournament in Hawaii. Absolutely. They play USC Thursday night on BYU TV as well. And BYU Gymnastics put up a 196-5 on senior night Friday. The Cougars scored a 49-425 on the bars. Second highest in program history. Yeah. Cougars up two spots, number 19 in the rankings. Let's go. Let's go, man. Top 20 teams on campus. BYU Volleyball and BYU Gymnastics. Our question of the day, dealing with what happened to the basketball team at BYU and your reaction to their postseason bid, but not just the Cougars, the rest of the West Coast Conference at BYU underscore Bob. It'd be cool to get a W on the road, but it's hard to get that excited about. 
if you're in it and you're winning, Let's go. it becomes exciting. And that we've seen that every year that BYU's been in the NIT. Coming up, All-Americans, Jimmer in a sweep. Coming up in the Cougar Whipper. Mark Durant will join us next. Does he take any joy in knocking St. Mary's out of the NCAA tournament? This is BYU Sports Nation. Yes. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow night, the Batcats at Brigham take on Utah Valley 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. It's the University Parkway Collision. (laughs) That's what I want to call it. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. When you get the time, answer our question of the day. Hashtag BYUSN. What is your reaction to the postseason bids for BYU and the rest of the West Coast Conference? At Kiwi Jackman. I love it. BYU beat St. Mary's, who is number one in the NIT. Why not Stanford, who is number three? Yeah, BYU can make a run here. Motivation, always a question, right? By the way, one of the most interesting things that came out of that Dave Rose interview, that the idea of not playing a full slate of West Coast Conference games is, uh, could be considered. You don't play 18, so you have some more non-con have more spots to play a tougher schedule. This only applies to three teams in the league, though. The other seven, previously called non-St. Zaga, I almost want to just call them the other seven. <laughs> that way we don't mix up St. Zaga and non-St. Zaga. Ooh, what's going on? The other seven, they don't have a shot in an at-large. It doesn't matter for them. It's only three teams in this league that matters. And who knows if it's three teams for long. I don't know. What the, what's Gonzaga going to do? I have several things going through my mind when you say the other seven. Okay. <laughs> we'll discuss that later. Oh, later? <laughs> I really want to hear it now, though, in front of these fine people and Mark Duran. Mark Duran is with us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline, BYU basketball analyst, and hopefully preparing for a road trip to Northern California. Mark, welcome back to the show. Thank you, fellas, and I want you to know that despite your failure to schedule stiff competition, you both have made my my friendship bracket. (laughs) What seed are we? (laughs) I don't want to get into the seed because... Uh, well, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but you're in. Okay, hey, and that's good. It's better might, than St. Mary's. You, you might be in a playing game, but you're in. All right, we'll take it. We would take that in the NCAA We'll take it right and now. run with it. Uh, Mark, when you saw BYU on the same line as Stanford in that 3-6 matchup, what was your immediate reaction? I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, first, I liked that the BYU got in, which wasn't a given. And uh, then, you know, uh, listen, we all understand the NIT. It's not the NCAA tournament, but I just like basketball. And, you know, you talk about playing good teams, and, and I know it's not the preseason, but it's fun to play good teams. It's fun to play Stanford to me. And you're getting a chance to play extra basketball, uh, go go to their place and uh, see what you've got. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a challenge, and that's fun. As a player, I wanted to do that. And uh, as a fan and an announcer, I like – I like doing those kind of things. So, I mean, it, it's obviously not ideal. It's not what people want. But but you've got a game against Stanford, and that's pretty cool, and you get a chance to show that you can uh, compete with those guys. Okay, so BYU's in the NIT. Much has been made of, hey, BYU didn't make the NCAA tournament, but it was still a decent season. Uh, the Cougars knock out St. Mary. You know, how, do, how have you felt about this season going into the NIT? Well, I think it's been a, a good season. Uh Listen, you lose Eric Mika and Nick Emery, that's tough. I mean, you, you want to say, well, 
we'll just move on and next guy up and all that stuff. But those, I mean, Eric Mika was a premier type center. And if you don't think he wouldn't have made a difference in many games, uh, you're crazy. And, uh, you know, BYU's not like they're that far off and they get a couple, a couple more wins and maybe you're talking about getting an NCAA tournament, but, but obviously he left and, and Nick was gone. So you do the best with what you can do. And I thought, Yoli had just an unbelievable year. Elijah Bryant stepped up and was fantastic. Uh, and, and you got some other good performances. I thought Dalton Nixon really showed a lot towards the end of the year. And uh, Jasheer Hardnett was solid. I, I mean, it, it was a it was a good year. And uh, if you don't think so, you're crazy. Is it where you want to be? No. Uh, you want to be in the tournament. You want to be winning your conference. But I like this team a lot. I thought they played hard defense, which means a lot to me. And uh, I thought that they did a lot of really good things. And, and you know, we talk about youth, but the reality is they're young. And this team just needs to get old together. They need to stick together, and then they need to get older together. And you're, you're going to be able to accomplish some of those higher goals that you have that maybe you didn't get this year, even though you did have a really good year. Mark, disappointment generally comes from expectations and they're one thing and then you don't accomplish them, right? So how should we manage expectations with BYU basketball? It's been a few years since you know, the Sweet 16 run with Jim Fredette from conference championships. BYU's in a league with Kansas, a.k.a. Gonzaga. How should we manage expectations with NCAA tournaments and NITs and conference championships now? Well, I'm an expert on not meeting expectations, so I'm the right guy to talk to here. Um, you know, it, it's tough. I, I sat there watching the tournament selection show and, and seeing St. Mary's not get in, and Gonzaga, you know, a top, ranked in the top five, six, seven in the country, get a four seed. And I'm saying to myself, this is a whole new deal. This, this is going to be a lot tougher going forward to, to get a bid if you're BYU and you don't get in. Uh, you know, a, a power six conference, whatever uh, you're going to have, and Dave Rose talked about it. I think with you guys, you're going to have to do things a lot differently from here on out. And uh, you're going to have to find a way to bridge the gap between you and, and Gonzaga. Uh, and I, I certainly don't have the answers to all that, but status quo is just not going to get it done. Uh, I think Dave Rose knows that. And uh, I mean, the, the, the evidence is, pretty uh, glaring even in the nit uh i mean byu is a six seed which is fine utah gets uh what a two seed uh byu wins five more games than them byu beats them and because utah is in the pac-12 they're a two seed i mean that, that, what other explanation can you have for that and i think if you're an objective observer you think well that's a little bit strange and uh Anyway, I mean, it's 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 a new model. It's all about, be, you know, getting quadrant one wins. I mean, Arizona State gets in. It was ridiculous to me. I thought they were, they finished the season awfully. Uh, Oklahoma was awful, but earlier in the year they got the big quadrant one wins. And I mean, it's a whole new mo- model. So you need to schedule those teams and hope you win it, and then not fall apart in your own conference if you're in a conference like the West Coast Conference. It, it's a whole new landscape. And Dave Rose has some real challenges, but all you can do is try and get the best players you can get to BYU and keep those guys there and and get experience and be one of those teams that is a good senior-laden team uh, that can really compete at a high level with some of the best teams in the country.
Mark Durant with us on BYU Sports Nation, former Cougar basketballer and current BYU Sports Nation uh, lawyer. I believe that that contract is is finalized now, right? It's Mark? being looked at by another lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we get you. Okay, yeah, we're we're working on that. Uh, I think it's pretty clear that we can decipher that BYU beating St. Mary's got the Cougars an NIT bid and likewise kept the Gales out of the NCAA tournament. What was your reaction to St. Mary's not getting into the tournament uh, because BYU beat them in the semifinals of the WCC tournament? Well, I loved it. I mean, uh, I, 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 well, I'm kind of Jekyll and Hyde about it. I loved it because I want, I want, you know, they're, for a lot of reasons, uh, they're not my favorite group, and uh, and they've beaten us, so I've got some hard feelings there. So, but uh, you know, so that that made me happy. But it, it, as far as for BYU and the conference, that was a real slap in the face. I mean, that is ridiculous to me. And everyone says, uh, tweet at me and say, well, you got to schedule out of, out of conference. Well, duh, no duh. That's clearly why they didn't get in. But that doesn't change the fact that they should have been in. They were a ranked team forever. And they were an excellent team, and they should be in. And so that uh, I take no satisfaction from that, but uh, I, I do, you know, the, the St. Mary's tears don't—they taste pretty good to me. But I, as far as the conference and what that means to BYU, and and like I said, the whole landscape going forward—that is really concerning to me. That a team that like St. Mary's, with the power numbers they have, with their rankings, and and they don't get in, and at some point it can't just be about quadrant one wins. It's got to be about who's the best teams. And just the eye test, watching St. Mary's and watching a ton of basketball this year, St. Mary's, to have them not in the NCAA tournament is just crazy to yes. me. It's ridiculous. Yes. And I think they could have won a couple games, and they're not they're not even in it. Mark, great stuff, man. We appreciate the time. And uh Hope you enjoy your trip to Northern California. Hopefully there's more basketball after that trip to Northern California for BYU. Safe travels, man. Hey, thanks a lot. Mark Durant on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Coming up, did Jimmer Fredette extend his season in China? Well, I think that he played well enough to extend his season in China, but did his team do enough okay, for him? Okay, <laughs> Plus more of your responses to the Twitter question of the day. What are your reactions to the postseason basketball bids for BYU and the rest of the West Coast Conference? Those Zags, that's what I say. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Shout out to today's guests, Mark Durant and Dave Rose, the head basketball coach, fresh off his $100,000 win in the Infinity Coaches Charity Challenge. For cancer research, if you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up this week, Blaine Fowler, Greg Rubel, and Bo Hodge. Nice. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Cougars are dancing in the NIT. Six seed BYU playing three seed Stanford Wednesday, 10 Eastern on ESPNU and BYU Radio. Head coach Dave Rose, winner of the Infinity Coaches Charity Challenge. His $100,000 prize will go to the BYU Simmons Center for Cancer Research. Nicely done, BYU Sports Nation. Gymnastics. The Gym Rats put up a 196.5 on senior night Friday. The Cougars scored a 49.425 on the bar. Second highest in program history. Cougars are up two spots at number 19. Volleyball. Fourth-ranked BYU wins the Outrigger Resorts Invitational in Hawaii, beating number eight Lewis in four sets, and beating number two Hawaii to and follow Penn it State. up. And Penn State. Yeah, let's throw that in there as well. They've won twelve matches in a row. Brendan Sander 
Name the tournament's most outstanding player. On the women's side, Riley Lyman of Snow College signs with BYU Volleyball after a breakout season with the Badgers. Lyman earned first-team All-American honors. Jimmer! Fredette and the Shanghai Sharks knocked out of the CBA playoffs after a 97-72 loss to the Beijing Ducks. Oh, the Ducks are tough. Jimmer scored 24 points, 10 rebounds, had 5 assists in the season-ending loss. Baseball! BYU beat Nebraska-Omaha. Price. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, nicely done as BYU opened up that artificial turf. Track and field. Whitney Orton, Rory Linkletter, and Abraham Alvarado finished with the first-team All-American honors at the NCAA Indoor Championships last Saturday. Softball. BYU softball won the Outrigger Resorts Hawaii Spring Fling Tournament, like men's volleyball, I guess, with a record of 5-1. and one. Riley uh, Jensen, not Nelson, is this week's West Coast Conference Player of the Week. Riley, don't call me Nelson Jensen. Batted 421 on the week, 10 RBIs, 5 homers. High five for that. Lacrosse. Men's lacrosse defeated 13th ranked Florida State 13-10 oh! on Saturday. Rugby. BYU fell to St. Mary's 29-27 on Saturday, but who cares? We uh, beat, we the Cougars beat St. Mary's. In Vegas. Cougars in the association. Kyle Collinsworth scored 5 points and had 10 rebounds in 25 minutes and a loss to the Houston Rockets. A rebound. Cougars overseas. Brandon Davies scored 10 points and a loss to the uh, some Turkish team. <laughs> Eric Mika had 10 points, 17 boards, 3 steals, and a win in Italy. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Goes to everyone who voted for BYU's Dave Rose to win the Infinity Coach Challenge. That is very awesome. Nicely done. What is your reaction to the postseason bids for BYU and the rest of the West Coast Conference? At Greg Rosenhan says, excited to see what the guys can do with an opportunity ahead. Not the NCAA, but gives them a chance to end the year strong with momentum. These guys have what it takes to kind of execute. Our elite tweet of the day from Matt Gary Wojnowski. Is this a Woj, BYU Woj bump? Perhaps. Excited for a chance to beat St. Mary's again. That would be in New York, dude. <laughs> Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Say that about Utah as well, beating them again. Right. Audio podcast on Already iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jeremy, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Michael Vrains. Later.